The success of our society proves that our system works, but maybe we forgot to teach our young folks that wealth is achieved by helping people to get what they want. So if no one has yet taught you how the game is played in the big leagues, well, guess what? Now it's your turn. There's a billionaire locked inside you. The key to freedom is information. The kind of information you find here on the Money Man Report. Now, here's today's host. Here's the Money Man. Here's Dan Frischberg. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our Money Man Report podcast. I'm Alicia Frischberg, and here's Dan. And I am Dan Frischberg, and we're very happy to have you with us. And we're going to talk about some stuff that everybody wants to know. Why is this happening? And this is about explaining exactly what happened, right? Yes, it's Happy Thanksgiving to everyone, but yet this is what's in people's mind. How come... Well, it's what's not in their minds. They're, the question is in their minds, but the answer isn't in their minds. That's right. How come a lot of people are losing money right now? What changed? All right, I'll answer that question first, and then I want to go back two years ago and show uh, what what we've happened and what went wrong with our country in general. Why did our economy turn into this flabby economy that we have now? And how can we take advantage of it? And how do, how do we, as investors, actually make money by understanding this? All right, so the first thing is the world has been run by for the last 30, 40 years since Reagan by central bankers. And the central bankers have been running the economy of the whole world. Remember, they value stability. They value currencies staying pretty much the same. And that means that all the other central bankers in the world have to copy ours. The, the thing you saw go wrong in England just in the last couple of weeks happened because our Fed is raising our rates. The dollar got very strong. People in England can't buy the stuff that we create, which is a lot of what they want. And that was the beginning. No one saw it coming. And then the new prime minister put a new yeah. law. Well, look, we've had this stability. And, and by the way, we've had almost zero interest rates for a long, long time. And think about what that does. When it doesn't cost any money for money, that means a lousy, losing company that doesn't really deserve to win gets to stay in business. And because the interest rates are so low and money is free, the guy running that business can make it look like a successful business. He can borrow money for free, he can support the business, he can buy back stock and even make his stock go up and make himself look good. And that, if you think back on what most people have lost a lot of money on who are trying to be current, look at Kathy Wood. What they're losing money on is companies whose sales are going up and they're doing something that everybody wants and needs, 
but they're not making a profit on it. Yeah. Why aren't they making? When you're selling a lot and you're not making a profit, what does that mean? It means you're not charging enough. That's right. Right. And Fastly was one of them. Yeah, Fastly yeah. was one of them. No, and I admit that I I. Saw that too. Because the economy was but, giving it to well, us. Well, we were in that position where money didn't cost money. So you have zombie companies everywhere. That means flabby companies that aren't really profitable, but are kept alive by the fact that there's free money everywhere. Their owner can borrow money, make it look good, buy back stock, and you end up with a flabby economy. Now, look, uh, when. I remember 20 years ago when I first started to write, I wrote a book about world trade and about globalization. And what we were talking about back then was how, how flabby the European and the Japanese economy was and how slick and powerful our economy was because we had survival of the fittest, right? If you didn't make it, you didn't make it in this country. But Europe and Japan believed in supporting the losers. They, they supported the losers and they kept the losers alive. And back at that time, I was so proud in that book of the fact that we are so powerful because we have survival of the fittest. But with money costing nothing, that's a subsidy. And then with the government borrowing trillions of dollars and passing them around, it just... Trillion, the whole world. Well, it, yeah, a hundred trillion around the world, thirty trillion in America, but that rewards people for doing things that aren't profitable, that aren't good business. So now, what's the change? Instead of everything being run by central bankers who value stability and all do the same thing, we now have a few kings, like Biden in America and like the ruler of Russia and the ruler of China. And they want to dominate the world and they want to make all kinds of alliances, but it's not peace. Nobody can trust each other anymore, right? The Europeans can't trust the Russians. But think about this. We used to do lots and lots of trade with China and we were having our semiconductors made there and we were having our antibiotics made there. We can't trust them to supply us with that stuff anymore because what if we get in a war with them? What if, they, what if they attack Taiwan? What if they attack us, right? We can't trust them to give us the things that we need to prosper and defend ourselves. So what does that mean? We have to source them in our country or with people that we know are our friends and are loyal to us. We can't get them from the cheapest place anymore. And it means redundancy because you got to have a backup. In that book that I wrote, uh, that that uh, the Wiley, the publisher, called it investing without borders. I had what I thought was a cleverer name for it, but anyway, they called Billions it millions of Americans Americanized. Yeah, yeah right. Meaning that everybody's an American now. Yes. Right. Seven billion Americans was my name. Well, they called it investing without borders, because it because what was happening is we were in this world that was so efficient and and effective because everybody could buy things wherever it was the cheapest. So we invent the iPhone. We have it assembled 
in China where the people are making $15 a week instead of paying Americans $15 an hour, we get it assembled in China. They make a little bit of money, enough to subsist, and we make tons of money. So we invent this stuff, and then we have it assembled in China or in the Philippines or someplace, right? And everybody in the world was doing that. It made everybody tremendously efficient because everybody could source things in the place where it was the most economical and use them in the place where it was the most efficient. And it made everybody more more efficient, and more and, valuable. And it also, made the world prosper. And also their government supported that. So that's why it's harmonious. Yes. So now we can't trust anybody anymore. So now we have to source this stuff here. That means if we're going to assemble things that we need to make F-35 jets, we're going to pay people $30 an hour to assemble them, not $30 a week, right? We have to do everything in our own hemisphere. And the Europeans have to do it in their hemisphere. And the Chinese don't trust us. They've got to do it in their hemisphere. Everybody's paying more. Immediately, there's a gigantic premium for safety that everybody has to pay. And that means everything costs more, but it also means the economy's different. All the people that are listening to us prospered because their broker, and I'm sure that, that uh, Alex going to put a picture of that broker sitting in an office uh, with it, with it, calling strangers, but you see that broker got them to buy what well, the S and P five hundred is five hundred big companies who prospered because of this global trade that we're talking about, right? It was wonderful for them, and they just got bigger and bigger and more prosperous and more prosperous. And so, what what did you what did the people do? They just bought that index instead of having to know anything. They were taught that you're too stupid to have a strategy and actually choose a company and invest in it like you do in real life. Here, this is abstract. You just buy the index. Because in the past it worked, too. Well, it, it was working because yeah. those companies were prospering, and that was the way the economy was built. And harmony. Was it was harmony. Yeah. So now they all rely on that. But what's happening is they're all losing money because those companies aren't doing well anymore. That pro that doesn't work anymore, right? So now, in order for you to be able to make money by buying companies, it's only going to be the people that are really good at figuring out the unique company to buy that has all the great characteristics of a winner. They can't just buy a bunch of big companies anymore. They're going to have to be able to navigate and buy the, com the very, very few companies who can prosper in this highly competitive environment. The survival of More the like place. it was back in the 60s, okay. 70s. Right. So no, now also, well, wait, now the other thing is that they were taught to be safe, so by bonds, by government bonds. So the portfolio that was a winning portfolio was half index fund. 60-40. And, yeah, half index fund and half bonds, long bonds. So the, now the interest rate went up, and all the people that have the long bonds have lost 
a ton of money because bonds, I'm not going to go into a long explanation of this, but a bond is worth less when it pays a certain interest rate, but now everybody else can get a better interest rate because interest rates are up. So that means that bond is worth less money. So all those bonds that they bought that were supposed to be safe, they lost a bunch of money on. And all those index funds that they bought that were supposed to be safe, they lost a bunch of money on. I have to tell you that 401ks, I get 10 or 20 of them, current statements, losing money. Yeah, they're all calling you and saying, what can I do? I can't understand. This is supposed to be safe, and I'm losing money. That was the old world. Now what we have is a, a world where you're going to have to navigate a much more competitive situation. Now, should we take a break right now? We'll take a break. And we'll be right back and, and talk to you more, not only about what has changed, but what are you supposed to do about it. And that's next. We'll be right back, right after this. Welcome back. This is the Money Man Report. I'm Dan Frischberg. She is the beautiful Alicia, Alicia Frischberg. And we, were just, we left off where Alicia was about to tell you what is happening with the people who are now coming to her who were comfortable in a world where they had half bonds and half stocks and they were making money for years and all of a sudden that stuff turned out not to be safe in their well t yes. talk to me so so most of the people are, are sending me their statement current statement and some people are saying you know i retired i moved to another company one person i moved to another company and I completely forgotten that I had a 401k in my previous employment. May I send that to you? It's been five years. And I said, OMG. So he sent it to me. Everything is in bonds. It's because it's all about Yeah, and, and he had 250 grand, and now it's worth 150 grand. That's right. Or something like that. And it's just that, especially government employees, for some reason, they automatically put them in bonds when they are, when they're turning well, it, it's worse than that because think about the firemen and think about the, now the military, the army, they don't have to worry because they're in the government and the government can print money no matter what and pay them. But what about the firemen and the policemen? And what about the people in those 401ks who've been saving for retirement? You know how many pension funds and the Harvard Endowment Fund and how many of these defined benefit pension plans that people have been working in a company for 30 years and they had enough money, they're guaranteed retirement. Well, the guy that's been managing that fund for them has been, they were making 6 7% a year on bonds and that's how much they were putting away. Now, if the bonds are losing money, they're not making, they, they haven't put away enough money. They're underfunded. They don't have enough money to pay the pensions for the firemen and the policemen. And the guy that works at Nabisco, there's not enough money to pay him because they were underfunded. They were counting on making 6 7%. That's how much they were putting away. There's, this is a bunch of people who are going to run into some real difficult problems. Uh, most of us we grew up with an interest rate coming down. And those young folks, maybe they're not familiar with it because right now they're coming into the system where the interest rate is going up. But those who had 401ks, 
I really would suggest take a look at your 401k because they're automatically programmed into bonds as you get older. And that is not where the money is. And I, I just did a speech the other yes, yesterday, and, and somebody raised their hand and said, what am I supposed to do? I have all my money in a 401k, and they don't have any other options. They've got an S&P 500 fund, and they've got a... Uh, a fund that as you get older they put more money in bonds and then they got a bond fund. What am I supposed to do if none of that is working? And I had to say, you can't. So one person in that group said, well, you know, there's a lot of 401ks where you can have a self-directed thing and you can do what you want in it. And But most people don't have that. You should have it if you're organizing a 401k. Put that in there so that you can do. The only thing I could tell her was 401ks allow you to borrow money out. Put it in cash. Don't leave it in those things that are going down. Put the money in cash. Borrow it out and invest it properly. I have to clarify that that, that was a group discussion with a lot of people in it. And they specifically just ask questions in general. And what we're talking about here is not only 401ks, it's what is shifting. There's a new paradigm that is shifting, and we need to have to stay on top of it. And our brain needs a new set of programming to make money in this market. That's what we're trying to clarify. Uh, so let me give you an example of what isn't vulnerable to all that manufacturing and having to borrow money for free and too many people, too much competition. Take a company like Microsoft. There are a billion people around the world. Uh, everybody in this room here is a subscriber to Microsoft, right? And everybody, 60% uh, of all the people that we see out that window or more are subscribers to Microsoft. Microsoft is very profitable. We look at it and they make a profit on each transaction. But there's another billion people who are wanting to live like we do. They're around the world, in Asia, in Latin America. And they want their kids to go to college and become lawyers and doctors and accountants like, like, our, like ours do. And most of those things they can't do. Those people are getting electricity, they're buying computers, they're sending their kids to college. You're talking about another 600 million or a billion people to subscribe to Microsoft over the next several years. That's probably double all the money they're making because of all the Americans and Europeans. They're going to double it over the next five years. Because what's the purpose of having electricity? If your kid can't go to college and be a doctor and a lawyer and all that. So they're going to all do that. But the bottom line is that that company, think about the economics of Microsoft. They don't have to borrow a bunch of money. They're not worried about the Fed. No matter, even if our economy slows down, they may have a slow year. But over the next 10 years, they have no doubt that there's going to be hundreds of millions of people who want to change their lives moving out of shacks and into towns and going to college and their kids going to college. Nobody's going to stop that from happening. It may take a year longer or less, but you're talking about in India, a billion and a half people who are doing this. 90% of them now have electricity, more than 90% of them. All of them have internet. 
And they are going to do exactly what I'm describing. And if you look at the profits, it's steadily going up. Sure. So, but wait, I, I just want to tell you one more thing. Think We're talking about that one company, Microsoft. What do they make? They make digital software, right? So if you are making health food, right, and you want to sell more health food, and you're... Uh, Grow, growing meat and grinding it up and putting it, or growing plants and making it look like meat and putting it into a package and selling it at the supermarket. It's very clever. But if you want to make twice as much of that, what do you need? You need twice as many vegetables, twice as many machines, right? Twice as many people, twice as many trucks, twice as many everything, and you have to borrow it all at these inflated interest rates that the Fed's raising. What about Microsoft? If they want to make 500 million more copies of Windows, how much more money does it expect? It's digital. They can make another copy or another million copies or another 10 million copies. No additional expense. Think about the economics of that business compared to your business. It's a great business 600 million new customers and to produce what they're going to sell them, the marginal cost is zero. All they do is make a profit as they sell it to them. Just whatever it costs to market it to them, right? That's all their expense. You see the economics of that. That's called a platform. Google has the same thing. Those people, they send their kid to college. The kid goes to college. He's got to come. Now, he's going to be looking things up three times a day on Google, just like I do. I looked up several things as I was doing research this morning to, to look and find out the answer. I just looked on Google. What does this word mean? What is this thing? And I bet they made a lot of money during the election. And guess what? Imagine. Yeah, all that advertising of finding who the people were and where they are, sure. And imagine that stocks right now is like 40%. Down 40%. Down. And that's right. And meanwhile, a couple of years, the, they're going to make 30, 40, 50% more cash flow over the next few years. And, you know, we're going to go through cycles. The stock's going to go up and it's going to go down, right? So let's say that it's been running, I don't even know, let's say it's running between 150 and 90 when it was at the top, when it, we had a good stock market, it was 150, and now it's 90. I'm not sure if that's the right numbers, but that means when it's making 30% more money and the market is doing well, maybe it's going to be 180. What I do is... Uh, 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 there's going to be a commercial right now that's going to tell you how to enroll, how to find out, how to learn, how to navigate this, because I have a course on exactly how to do that. And there's going to be a commercial on that. We're going to stop for it right now. The commercial is going to tell you how to find out how to join us and learn what to do about what we're talking about. Brains equal profit. For the first time in more than 10 years, this is your invitation to my results course. I've been asked to do this for years, and now it's time and you're invited. You know, in a down market like this year, I get asked all the time, how do you live with the volatility and the uncertainty? How do you avoid getting mixed up by the news and the experts and the fluctuations? How do you keep your eyes on the ball? You see, we've all been in this kind of a down market several times in our lives. 
but it happens years apart and it always feels like the first time. So how do the most successful people in the world create what they want? How did they get into that enviable position? So many experts on life say the same thing. They tell you, you can create the life you want. You have to manifest. The problem is they never tell you how to do it. Now, let me share with you what I've learned in 77 years about how to create the life you want.